And we're back. We're back for a season two. Oh my gosh. Who would have thought we could do it? And we're back <laughs> for a special anniversary in a way, right? Yeah. It's been it's been a while since we recorded a new one. So here we are once Great. again, standing outside of a movie theater, yelling into a cell phone. And with us, we have the lovely Rowling. Hello. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> yeah. We're starting season two. So, you know, we're, we're kicking it off as we did the first season by, by watching, say it, on three. One, one two, two, three. Hotel Transylvania, Transylvania 4. Th- what? Is that a joke that we did last time? It is. It's oh, a okay. callback. But you did it that time. Right. I'm stealing your material. Oh, a season later, no one will ever know. <laughs> My, I completely <laughs> forgot that I did that. All right, cool. I've listened to it more recently than you, apparently. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I'm the biggest fan of our podcast. It was me all along. <laughs> so we've seen two of these bad boys. So yeah. what do we think about the third one? I haven't oh, seen yeah. any Yeah. Um, expectations for Hotel Transylvania 3. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I have no expectations. So, uh, know. you know, I, uh, I'll, I'll be the first person to, you know, defend Return of the Jedi. But the <laughs> truth is, when you have a trilogy, mm-hmm. you know, the second movie like addresses all the weaknesses of the first movie and then the third movie is just like who cares are we gonna make a fourth one let's just go for broke so then the the third movie ends up just having a lot of fun and being almost about nothing and isn't that what they're doing they're like on a cruise they're at the beach any Adam Sandler movie too yes they go to a beach oh my gosh so yeah, it'll probably be really silly, really fun, and about nothing. All right, well, we'll see how this one shakes out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and are we, I have a question, are yeah. we um, in any shape or form attached to any of these characters from the previous two movies? Do we have some kind of expectations? Uh, Do we want to I like the character designs a lot. Yeah, so I like the I'll, way I'll, they move. I don't know about like who <laughs> yeah. they are as people. I don't, I don't yeah. really care. Yeah. The, the posing is just so stellar. Oh, you you know, know, the staging. Yeah. I like the Steve yeah. Buscemi werewolf character. He's fun. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of yeah. lines, but he's fun. Yeah, I like the mummy character because he's like a, almost a 2D character in a 3D film. Yeah. Because he's all about silhouettes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if the, if the highlight of the previous two movies are all about animation and design and silhouettes and maybe shots and just having silly fun, then I'm pretty sure this one probably will deliver too. Yeah. But yeah. then if we're saying, oh, characters for story's sake, then I don't no. know. Of course not. <laughs> Gendy is directing this? Is that true? Of course. Okay. Yeah. They let him off his leash to make a last season of Samurai Jack and they said, now come on back and sell your soul a little bit longer. Yeah. Even though we never let you make your movies, we still need you to make ours. All right. Well, okay. I, I think we... Oh yeah, we, we know what what to expect. You know, and you know, hey, bringing bringing back the old disclaimer. Hey guys, we didn't make this movie, and <laughs> God, making no. movies is hard, and people's is working hard on to make this movie. So yeah. sorry when we say things about it. I yeah, you know? it's like like who it's, am I to talk? Uh, I couldn't yeah. make a three D movie like yeah, this. Yeah, it's I, not as if we've made movies or have we? Have Stay we? tuned. Woo. Okay, but that's something C- for another time. Seeing Titans going theaters. No, okay. Not available. Yeah, it's, it might may or may not be our next episode. Maybe. I don't yeah. Know. No, it'll definitely will be. Okay. Okay, okay we're going to the theater. I'll right, see you guys later. And we're back. All right, thank God, because I have a lot to say and ask you guys. Yeah, yeah, we were really mature this time, and to get a better sound quality, we actually came all the way back to the apartment instead of yelling into this phone in the movie theater parking lot. Season two quality, you can expect. Yeah, yeah, so mature. (laughs) Like a real podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. One thought that I have that's just a really general thought that I've had, like, whenever we critique these movies... 
we're always concerned about the story, pretty much. Like, when a, when a movie is bad, when an animated movie is bad especially, it's generally because the story is bad or flawed in some way. Yeah. And, and really, they, it's never an issue with the animation. Animation oh, God, is... No. Yeah, it's... Anim, animation is put together by people who do this stuff all day and know exactly what they're doing. And, uh, you know, when, when we do comment on the animation, it's usually just because it's above and beyond. And, you yeah. know, it's... And I'll yeah. say... The, any visual gag in this movie was successful. Any visual <laughs> gag they did was always got a laugh. Yeah, I guess. I guess in a way, when we're critiquing these movies, we're never really critiquing the animators. We're critiquing maybe the writers and maybe the directors, and possibly to an extent the actors. The actors, but honestly, even if the if acting is bad, isn't that kind of the director's fault for not <laughs> getting the right performance out of that actor, for not letting that actor know what kind of acting was required in that I, moment? Yeah, I guess so. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, though. But, yeah, but, we don't. Yeah, we know. But ultimately, you would, you would point to that. And, you know, and yeah, and then, and then there could be studio notes coming in, yeah, messing things exactly. up as well, and it could be not the actor, writer, or director's fault, and given that we're creative people, we'd probably tend to side with them over um, some... Uh, executive that had a conflicting vision for a film i'm fine burning writing bridges i'll i'll, I'll be honest with that but no <laughs> animation is usually really good especially with this I yeah mean, this is an exceptionally well animated film yeah yeah and writers are always saying that each other are terrible anyway right yeah yeah, yeah. that's just a writer thing mm -hmm. oh yes the movie itself hotel okay. transylvania let's, three uh try to keep a spoiler free free review unless you have anything more in general general terms to say well, let's go around and just say what we thought about it generally, right? And okay. Then, and then I have like a, a point of discussion later. So first off, I, I was entertained through and through. I was laughing the whole time. There were all these really fun gags and every scene had something going on that was attention grabbing and really fun and re very imaginative. Yeah. Really. yeah um, I liked it all right. I don't love it. Yeah, I think visual gag works and it's really funny a lot of times, but um, I can't help but judge a joke by its story value and also whether it's relatable when it comes to visual gag definitely but is it a good time joke is it like relevant i just feel like a lot of times they fell flat, flat okay i have a follow-up to that once lars yeah. uh, <laughs> his impression because yeah. that that was exactly what i wanted to talk about oh wow uh i i liked it a lot i not only did i find it very funny but uh i have i've come home with a belly full of cartoon goodness you know just strong posing and and whipping around characters uh, smear frames and, and just poses really so good animation fun. oh my gosh yes you know as as they always are yes. you know so and that's and again you know that's some that's something that gendy tarkovsky brings to these movies that makes them always just a treat for the eyes for me mm -hmm. and story-wise uh I felt like this movie did better than previous movies in terms of stuff that irritates me, particularly my pet peeve with the series. This hmm. this movie did a better job with those and actually did some work to redeem previous movies in my eyes. If you've heard our very first episode, you might have a guess as to what I mean, I and I we'll, mean. we'll get more into it later. Uh, so I, I liked it a lot. I felt like everything was very, you know, really working really well. Spoiler reviews start now. All right. 
Uh, great, Rolina. I, I want to follow up with that because you were yeah. saying. So I'm going to state my thesis, which is that this movie, like I said, was a lot of fun scene to scene. There's a lot of fun visual gags that are really entertaining. But a lot of the time, it was a one-off gag. We never see it again. Like, Gremlin Air, I thought, was really fun. But it had it was kind of pointless as a scene. There was no reason for them to do that if the Gremlins aren't going to come back or if there's never going to be any callbacks. That's one example out of many. So what do you? is it important to keep a, a story simple? Or is it better to have it come back and be a tight narrative what do you think well yeah i don't really know which way is more important than the other it's just like personal preference for little kids of course they're gonna get so much like visual jokes or gags and they're gonna have like such a fun time watching this but for me personally i feel like a lot of time are wasted on irrelevant um things and characters that just have no consequences whatsoever i mean it might be fun for the moment but I probably chuckled here and there. Overall, I just felt like it's all over the place and it doesn't really come together as a meaningful thread. Like that dog gag, I agree. Yeah. And then the um, blob guy where he just like randomly pulled a piece right. out and then becomes his kid. And then he just pulled another piece out becomes the kid's dog. That it, like it doesn't nowhere. really, yeah, it doesn't do anything. And like, I don't even know why. And then the whole whole thread about that um, family of walls where yeah. the mom and dad, like they're so overwhelmed by their kids and then they finally get a place where they can put their kids there for like a day yeah kids club like i don't really know what they're trying to say about a marriage about a family how does that relate to the right you know I, the main was, theme it was very funny but yeah. what are they trying to say about family yeah exactly in, so in a movie about like family it's kind of like all over the place i i agree but it is a kids movie so if you were going to write this to be a kids film what i mean to say is you can get a movie that's maybe too complex for children if you bring all that stuff back or maybe in, in the hands of a nip writer. I don't know. Yeah. Forget I, all this. I mean, I just feel like emotionally, it undercuts itself. Like, if, if it is trying to be a heartfelt and very poignant movie, a lot of that jokes really undercuts itself and then make, make the whole um, theme kind of felt flat. You're like, okay, this is a very mixed message. And, uh, like, I kind of get it, what they're trying to say. But at the end, it doesn't bring it together into a crescendo of emotion. So, it's, for me, it's I just agree. like, eh, whatever. I, there's something to be said for that Tex Avery, Looney Tunes humor that comes and goes, but I, I think I would agree that it should all serve a purpose. Yeah. Because I think you, I, I guess I'm answering my own question. You could probably tell a decent kids film without kind of losing the th plot threads on a lot of yeah. stuff. You could probably have it all come together and still be coherent. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Lars, what yeah. do you think? Uh. <laughs> I'm going to flip through paper. If you hear papers, because I'm flipping through notes. So yes. Get used to it. Nick actually took notes. It's it's a good thing yeah. that he does, because I didn't do it. I I have mixed feelings about it. I think Honestly, I think that the answer is that it's conditional. Is a gag funny enough mm. to be worth the loss in story momentum? I think if a gag is, is funny enough... I'm going to be glad it's in there. And I think if, if a joke falls flat, I'm going to resent that joke. So I don't know. I don't think that I can say that there's a hard and fast rule, especially with a movie that's pretty silly like this one. I mean... But I, I think you could probably have the gags and move the story forward at the same time. I don't think it's impossible now that I'm really thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean... And they just, they didn't really try. 
I don't think. Yeah, they have, they have so, so many different characters. I'm pretty sure if they would have tried harder, they could have found families or characters that are more suitable for the kind of jokes that they wanted to include in to push the message. Yeah, they had characters that are just legacy characters, and they just put them in there just to have them. Yeah. And Which that, is an Adam Sandler thing to do, by the way. Yeah, and it, and it's a problem with sequels, and it's a problem with ensemble casts. Yeah. You look at, uh, not a movie, but Dragon Ball Z, sure. you know, and you've got all these characters who are just completely worthless because they're just power levels just aren't there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they, they make a joke about it in Dragon Ball Z Abridged. They're like, remember yes. in the original series when we used to do stuff? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's it's an issue of any ensemble movie. You know, right. look, at, uh, look at Atlantis. Uh, for Disney's <laughs> Atlantis, I mean, good I, that Lord. movie's wrong for a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah, that has yeah. problems for a lot of reasons. That that movie like started my pet peeve against ensemble casts. Right. I think this movie does ensemble way better than that movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, this has the advantage of being the third one too. Yes, it does. The the advantage and disadvantage, you know, because you want to give every character an arc, and not every character is getting an arc. I would argue most characters in this movie didn't get an arc really. Yeah, and that's the, the parents got to leave their kids at daycare and that was their art mm-hmm. honestly I was impressed that you know Johnny the the human human from the first movie I was impressed that he had anything to do at all in this movie he barely had anything to do in the second movie Dennett is he the DJ guy is he the DJ yeah. guy yeah. the, the red, DJ guy Mavis's oh, husband yeah yeah they, they could have got him entirely he didn't I mean, except for the finale. He was yeah, just there to yeah. kind of make jokes. And 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 the thing was, like, he only even existed in the first movie to be kind of a threat to Dracula yes. because his daughter was attracted to this guy. Yeah. And in the second movie, they could have cut him almost. But I, I do think that... Another thing is that this movie's really fast-paced. Mm-hmm. So to me, having those gags didn't hurt the pacing. I didn't feel like, when's the story going to get moving? I never felt like that. And, yeah, I did. And, well... Okay, um, <laughs> well, let's, and and mean? also if you cut all if you cut every joke that didn't have to do with the main plot, the movie'd be half as long. I agree, right. <laughs> but then you could probably do more with the story or make it more interesting. Do you feel like this story needed to be more robust? Do you think that, it I mean needed, that's that's kind of my original twists and turns? That's my original question. I think that the we'll get into it later. Okay, but I think the ending could have been a lot more interesting. I think Instead whole... of like a song battle, I've seen <laughs> yeah. it a thousand times. I don't give a shit. And the music choices were not very interesting. Yeah. It was very obvious choices. Oh, you know what? I'm going to say it wasn't obvious choices because, wow, the Macarena didn't expect somebody to bring that back after it, 20 years. As soon as I hear the Macarena, I yawn and get bored. I'm just, <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I was kind of amazed that they like that that they would have the guts to do it. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I would say the laziness to do it. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of like cutting out all the jokes that are, are irrelevant, mm-hmm. the movie would be half as long. And then I kind of concur with Nick that I I wish they had put more effort into putting more effort into the main thread of the story, with, which is dynamic between Dracula and Erica. Like, the whole story is about Dracula and Erica and how they were, like, struggling with their independent idea and how, like, they met each other and blah, blah, blah. But I feel like the whole time, well, Erica said it herself that this whole time she was trying to kill him. But we only saw maybe one montage sequence which lasted like for one minute of how she tried to kill him. But then like every time she does something, just like comically, he dodges yeah, the, the attack or something. Very Avery. It's funny. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. that, that montage that kind of like pushed the idea forward. So I, I'm, we're like, okay, I get it that these are these characters' motivation and how they're struggling with each other. That's about it. The second time I felt like when Erica was trying to... Like, 
like get the family heirloom, quote unquote, and <laughs> kind of fool Dracula into helping her to get it. That whole time, I felt like either the acting and then maybe like some dialogue choices. They didn't establish the fact that she was trying to fool him into dodging the things for her, so that it, it makes her getting the er- uh, family heirloom easier. And the whole time, I just felt like it's very ambiguous. I don't really know exactly if she is trying to get Dracula killed the whole time, or she's just getting getting the heirloom, and then Dracula is just trying to save her every step of the way. So I. Feel that like my that's very ambiguous and they didn't really try to make the message clear and i felt like that's a missed opportunity because you know we wanted to hone in the idea that you know they both have opposite motivations and how they were like opportunistic about it and erica should be the one that's like super opportunistic about it but like i'm not seeing that i i agree with generally what you're saying but i think that scene in particular is where they're kind of falling in love a little bit they're doing that like death trap tango the impression i got is that she was into it they were both into it to get the MacGuffin thing which by the way never comes back which i want to talk about later (laughs) when do we ever see it again ever um right before the dj thing when he opens it up and the scroll of music that activates the crack and is inside. But then how come Andy Samberg is able to play different music and not have the MacGuffin idol thing and I, be able to control it without the thing? I guess this Kraken just has emotional responses to more than one song in the world. Um, I can tell that you guys are going to be cutting down this movie and I'm going to be the one defending it and I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, that being said, I do actually I do agree with what you were saying earlier, Rolene. I would have liked to see the conflict within Erica cranked up a little more. Yes. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't mind totally. at all if, you know, we did have the montage where, and by the way, I got to say like, Dracula strutting. Oh my that god. That was so fun. I was just so happy watching Dracula strut. That's Made the one scene feel I would like cut. strutting. I, I wouldn't cut. Oh, man. Oh, I love and you know what it did serve the story yeah, because I it's her trying to murder him montage. You're right. That's a joke that is completely telling the story I and making a joke at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Okay, so, you're yeah. right. I you're wish they right. have more of that. Yeah. Like, I wish they have more like funny montages or like just you now Erica trying so hard to try to kill him and the joke is that he just somehow always dodged the attack. Yeah. So, so Shit. yeah, you're right. So here was here's my suggestion. I'm agreeing with you, but I'm gonna suggest rather than adding more scenes of that during the scenes that are there, we just crank up the conflict within Erica every time she's talking to talking to Dracula. She's like reaching into the back of her pants and drawing out a knife and just like you know and then and then Dracula is like you know says something charming you know he looks like and then she goes huh and like her expression changes and we oh. and we cut and we see her grip on the knife loosen a bit so you we, know we, we keep seeing him disarm her yeah literally and figuratively yes yes wouldn't that be great if if throughout the thing like she's just like like three and a half times as murderous as she was in this thing where she's just got this this bloodlust that's just falling away all the time and then riling back up and then falling away that showing would be her struggle and turmoil would be so much more effective yeah I, I, yeah I agree with you guys yeah and I mean we see there's a lot of her telling that in the movie but they could show it more yeah I agree so I think that the problem fundamentally is what is this movie trying to say about family so there's the Dracula and Mavis thing and like be, them all being a family then there's there's the two Van Helsings who are trying to be a family and I think they needed to like really push that theme a little bit more where like at the end like maybe they all come together and become a family which instead of just like a dance party or whatever they ended up doing 
You know what's funny is um, I think both of the other Hotel Transylvania movies ended with dance parties, um, but I think this one actually did the dance party during the climax mm. and then didn't, and then they were done with it. Oh, that's so right. So then they that's weren't right. dancing over the credits. Right. So yeah, I mean, well, okay. So as far as the themes of the movie go, yeah. All right. How many? How many of these movies have you seen? Is this? I think I saw all three of you them. You saw all three of them? Okay, so I'm just a little recap for the audience. Movie one has got this thing about zing, and you can only zing once. And then they're like, oh gosh, well now we need to marry Mavis off to Johnny because she zinged. And you can only zing once. You'll only ever once feel something for another person in a romantic way. And so we got to get Johnny back here no matter what the cost. And then they, the final dance number for that movie, and they when they did in on his dance numbers, about the concept of the zing. And I came out of that movie thinking like, how awful. What a terrible message for children, you know. There are people who meet the person that they're meant to be with in high school and spend the rest of their life with that person. Marry the high school sweetheart and I think that's great. That's beautiful. That's lucky you. But that's not the case for a lot of people. A lot of people have have a crush or fall in love and it's unrequited. Or they they have a crush or they fall in love and things just don't work out for some reason, you know. And And the idea that you only zing once is not a great message. Yeah, it's like it's like oh so if you have a crush on it you have to make it work no matter what you know there are people out there in the world their first relationship ends up with somebody who's abusive in some way sure. whether whether uh, perhaps only on an emotional level but still you know it's right. just a, it's, or it's just not the right match. match yeah yeah and you know I thought that that was just a really bad idea you know the, the idea of a one-sided zing where like Dracula is oh. looking at her and just like ooh I want that yeah and she's like unaware yeah. that's that's kind of messed Stuff. Yeah, weird. and it's ugh, you know, and and I commended the second movie at the, in our very first episode for what I felt was downplaying this idea of the zing. That was it was in the first movie, but then in the second movie they were they were downplaying it a bit. Yeah, I thought that that was great. And then in this movie, when Dracula has. A second zing. Oh, I thought you could only zing once. I'm like, oh, thank you. Right. Thank you, Hotel Transylvania thing. Like, you're you're letting go of this. And they're still, you know, hanging on to certain ideas like this. Like, a zing is never wrong. It's like, oof. <laughs> you know, sometimes a zing is wrong. There are some people out there who are in, you know, relationships with, you know, malignant narcissists that they need to get out, you know? Yeah. Um, or or your dad might be trying to kill uh, the guy you're in love right. with. Right, yeah. And maybe, you're trying to kill you know, him, too. Yeah. Maybe you just don't feel that way about him and you're fine killing him yeah you know it could happen it's it's happened before somewhere somehow but then also in this movie they say it's a monster thing and i'm like oh thank god this was a magic thing that only has to do with monsters and it's not necessarily a human thing which i think they implied in the first movie that it was a human thing but in this movie they say they said it's a monster thing and it's like it's like love at first sight and it's like okay so now this is a magical phenomenon that's specific to monsters in the universe you've made so it doesn't necessarily apply to real life and that relieves so much of the other problems that i had with it so that was what i meant earlier when i said not only do i I feel a lot better about the way they presented this concept in this movie, but I feel like it redeems further movies. Like, oh, the first person that you date ever, if that doesn't work out, you're not totally screwed. You can find somebody <laughs> new and, and connect with them and, you know, good, great. Thank you, Hotel Transylvania 3, for that. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Okay. Which is kind of the, cons- the idea of Atlantis 
who who built Atlantis? Why is it still function? Did Van Helsing build Atlantis for the, for this tour <laughs> to capture Dracula, or did Atlantis already exist? I'm certain, and you're right. This this is very strange that Van Helsing would somehow. By the way, can I just say I love that cruise ship? It's the size of a city block and it's 30 stories tall. That yeah, thing right. is hilarious to me. But yeah, the idea that Van Helsing somehow acquired the world's largest cruise ship, the only monster cruise ship ever, and uh, managed to discover Atlantis and create a tourism deal with them. By the way, Van Helsing, no way he built Atlantis. Okay. It's populated by very, very handsome uh, turquoise men, you may have noticed. I, I did know. notice that. They bear, and it's, sardine people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so the sardine people work on the cruise ship, and I don't right. know whether they're Atlantean or not. Maybe they are. Um, but once we arrived in Atlantis, and they didn't right. really... Mermans. Yeah, they never gave them any hero shots. They're right. always in the background. Right. But yeah, yeah, they're mermen. And they don't really they don't really have fish tails. They're men top to bottom, but they are like turquoise. Yeah. Um, well, so, so I would assume they're Atlanteans. And then I guess it's funny that, you know, that ancient music parchment had like techno music on it. Yeah. I think that's, that's funny. I think I wish they had explained it more. <laughs> where it's like, this is the, you know, the ancient music of our people to summon the Kraken. And then it's techno. That would be funny. But they just didn't explain it, which is kind of weak. Yeah. I think there's a, a lot of uh, money shots for environment. I feel like disregard what the stories or, you know, what the writers has contributed to this movie. But yeah. the Vista people, holy crap. Oh, like they all the Yeah. All Absolutely. the set pieces are just like amazing. Although I feel like some of the set pieces are like redundant and also like stepping on each other. Uh, first they went to Bermuda Triangle and then they went to the cruise ship which is like right after another and then they never mentioned Bermuda Triangle ever again and they had this giant like crane hero shot of the Bermuda right. Triangle yeah. with like a million ships piled onto each other that serves no purpose to the story whatsoever. And so I just feel like why and, and then we have a lot of like hero shots of characters like the camera panning through environment where characters are awed by this amazing view over yeah. and over again i feel like sometimes that's a little too much they, they kind of fell in love with mm. the design yeah, sure. yeah yeah i kind of I, I for some reason i assumed that atlantis was inside the bermuda triangle but you're right they introduced that way too early anyway what are you oh saying? yeah I just, I gotta say, that's a really fun and hilarious concept for the Bermuda Triangle to have a triangle hole in the ocean with a stack of shipwrecks. <laughs> like, that's hilarious yeah. to me, yeah. you know? Yeah, and super funny. And you guys are right, like, it was totally inconsequential just to the plot. Thing, yeah. yeah, it was just they had to fly there to board the cruise ship. You know, you could have easily had the cruise ship pull up to the shores of Transylvania. Maybe Transylvania's landlocked. I don't know geography. But, you you know, up a river, whatever. You can invent a river. Yeah. You know, this is the whole thing's invented. So yeah, you're, you guys are right. The Bermuda Triangle, not necessarily. Uh, the Gremlin Airlines, not necessary. You can but, cut that although the Gremlin Airlines is pretty funny. It's and really I funny. think it's, you know, a, it's a fun idea for way, monsters but, but, but to fly. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Bring it back at the end. Yeah. Are you guys are you guys familiar with the idea of gremlins and planes? Yeah, it's like, like the William Shatner Twilight Zone. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's like in the Twilight Zone. And also, I want to say like during World War II, there was this idea and it was, I think it may have been connected to just like not having enough oxygen when you're oh. that high up and you're a pilot but there were a lot of air force guys like back in the day who were talking about there were gremlins you know gremlins are messing up the plane oh why is the plane malfunctioning it's the gremlins so that so that's like a really old joke that's like part of aerial military and service stuff for hundreds of years, you know, or not hundreds of years, but like almost a hundred, but aviation has been about a hundred years in existence, but, yeah, but you know, but years. yeah, you know, it's one of, it's one of 
few American mythologies. Yes. <laughs> you know, this idea of gremlins messing up airplanes. And so then to have these gremlins running their own airline and it being the worst thing. And them that, just like tearing it apart. Yeah, they're just, they can't help themselves because they're gremlins. I really enjoyed that Me too. a lot. Yeah, oh, that part man. is really funny. I'd say keep it and bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. Have them yeah. escape through it or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also, I think we can together, the three of us here, I think we can come up with a better idea than just a song battle. And I, I think that the technology was underused. I thought it was really fun in the beginning where you had like the laser gun and all this oh, other stuff. Oh man. I would have loved to see like a cool magic versus technology, monster versus human battle, all fighting over that stone thing for control of the Kraken, <laughs> instead of just playing music. How interesting is music? Not very. Yeah. I, I want to see like an Emperor's New Groove style like fighting over the thing. Yeah. And also like again going back to the theme not only did they kind of just like diverge from the whole human family a uh, human monster can fall in love and it's okay to have a family right. that's made up like a diverse group but also um, this whole monster fighting and Johnny comes in saying like oh you know you want to you want to zen and you want to you know just feel your feelings don't yeah, worry about stuff. Yeah two halves of the whole. Yeah. Life. And mm-hmm. then like the music is that the Johnny is playing those uh, like hit hipster like hippie music from the I don't know what era 70s or whatever <laughs> yes. and then the the Kraken is playing bad techno music so does that say something about the music that reflects people's ideologies in life or whatever that's something no, that's kind of like weird as well real. yeah and so but like that reflects Johnny's personality that he chose these kind of music and he decided that these kind of music are good for good for your mentality good for you know uh, overall attitude toward life that's why he wins or I don't I don't know I guess in the Kraken like Dracula has a magic finger that can make this the music more powerful I guess (laughs) we just accept that and roll right on through huh yeah that was definitely out of nowhere and I'll give it to you guys. Even though I didn't hate Johnny's song choices, I did feel like they could have chosen positive style songs with more energy. I agree. And and you know what really irritated me about the Bad Guys song was that it was always the same song. It was like, here's my song to take over the Kraken. Here comes Johnny with a song. Here's the same Bad Guy song. Here's Johnny with a different song. Here's the bad guy with the same song. And here's Johnny with a different song. And I, I felt like if you're going to be battling with music, have him adding layers to that music that he's playing, you know. What if or, it starts off move... evil organ music and then like as he's ramping up in intensity, you add like techno beats yeah. on like, oh, like, you know, so until by the end, it's like this crazy cacophony. That would be way better. Yeah. That's Som- something. That's something. Because it's like his counters are the same move he was doing before. And that's not, that's not very impressive yeah. no. from any standpoint. Point. But can I just, you guys, I gotta, I gotta take a little sidestep and talk about Van Helsing, the guy, not even Erica, but like, can we just talk about Van Helsing for a minute? I love him. Oh my gosh. Like, can, can we just say such an improvement for the series to have a villain? Oh my God. Uh, the, the first movie doesn't have a villain right. at all. Like at no point does anybody run into anything with, with worse vibes than bigotry. Right. You know, the, the greatest villain of the first movie is Dracula himself and the lesson he needs to learn which is fine which is fine you know, second movie they have. It's a, a blur. I don't even remember that. Second one. movie is about him spending time with his grandson. Yes. And then yes. trying to figure out if the grandson has that uh, Dracula blood. And there, him. there is a villain. There is a villain in the second movie because Dracula, his father, who's voiced by Mel Brooks, mm-hmm. who didn't have anything to do here in Hotel Transylvania Three, no, except look sexy. Yeah, look sexy for those witches. Yeah. Yeah. Yet another member of the ensemble who becomes pointless. You could just he, cut that. You could probably cut all that. 
that. It was funny, but you, you don't need. He's it. their master Roshi now. He doesn't Kinda. need to be there. He's just you know old, but but reverse. He's getting. He's the one getting perved on. Right. Um. But uh, so he's a reverse master Roshi. Yeah. Uh. Uh. But I remember in the second movie he has an ill-defined Batman man bat character. That's it's like a Does monster he? bat. He has a monster bat that has a hundred other monster bats that it commands and they attack at the oh, end of the movie you yeah. know and they come out of nowhere and you never there it's never even explained what they are no yeah you know? i forgot about that yeah yeah and then they disappear at some point you know they right. you never see them again so well, yeah so, so, so van helsing is a, a great villain i love their dynamic great the first great. The opening scene with them on the train oh, is man. so funny and perfect i've you know, nothing to say about that I, it's yeah. awesome yeah. when's the last time you saw a laser musket i'm sure that i've seen one before but you know <laughs> not often enough and there's something about that really tiny fun. Like janky copper, you know, yeah. like Victorian style technology yeah. that I love so much. A little steampunk, a little steampunk edge of that happening. Oh man, especially whenever they show like the Van Helsing family traditions. They got all those portraits, super steampunky, like uh, airships happening in some of those old right. Van Helsing family portraits. And, like instead of saying, "Oh, we need this old relic for some reason that isn't really explained," I think it should be like more technology. I want to see more of that technology. Yeah, yeah. That's not even like a story point. I think I just think it would be fun. I did kind of like it was a little bit of body horror happening there but I like Cyborg Van Helsing at the yeah end, it's, it's a fun idea know? to replace yourself piece by piece with old timey tech yeah, it's not, really yeah. fun not a completely original idea but something that you don't see often in kids movies no especially his grotesque. telescoping neck <laughs> yeah so is, is oh, uh, the, the entire Van Helsing family line just fighting against Dracula or just uh, against all monsters um, I think of any kind it seems like they just hate Dracula well it seems like they're definitely focused on Dracula but they definitely don't say Dracula vampires. They say monsters, monsters. Like they're, That's true. you know, and, yeah. And Dracula has to shove his buddies off the train. Yeah, yeah. Him. Presumably, he would have attacked them. Right. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so, you're, you're right. So, yeah, I feel like um, I really love the montage of Van Helsing's line of ancestors fighting against Dracula over the year, over the generations, and every time they will lose. But I almost wish that they could make it a like a monster thing instead of just a Dracula thing because it, it gives the impression that his whole family is against. Dracula himself right. and then so at the end when everybody their goal is to find the Atlantis and then blow up the hotel ship mm -hmm. and kill all the monsters in it that makes it feel like now their ambition is more now or like I, I wish that they have a, right. a, a clearer message from the beginning and establish a, like expectation yeah the fact that we had to ask means yeah. that they didn't explain it very, mm -hmm. very well yeah. yeah I mean it, it I felt like he definitely had it out for all monsters and the reason that he was obsessed with Dracula was that Dracula was the champion of the monsters yeah. for centuries and had always thwarted every Van Helsing's attempt yeah. to get rid of monsters. So maybe they can insert a shot of the last time they encountered Dracula, a defeated Van Helsing for the last time, and then he can like represent all monsters and have this like hero pose in front of like hundreds of other monsters and saying like you know I am your champion or something like you know have that uh -huh. kind of insert that shot make us understand the the dynamic between the villain right. and all monsters. So so a defeat against Dracula would be a defeat against all monsters. Yeah. Yeah. To, to Van Helsing anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, would, that would help explain his motivational ability. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, man, and the message, the message of, like, overcoming your biases and the bigotry like and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Could it be more timely? Right. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Humans, monsters, what's the difference? What's <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Totally, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, it's just it's just really it, it needs to be said these days, you know. I mean, it, it's kind of the message of the other movies as well, but you know, I mean, the first movie is kind of about overcoming your own prejudices, mm-hmm. you know, and then the second movie is I don't know what the second movie was. That the was second movie is being terrified of the prejudices of your family members. Uh-huh. And in this movie, this is the first time where the monsters are actually the subject of prejudice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, but the, the message is always the same. And I mean, it's a good message. And, right. Do you yeah. have any more things to say about Erica Van Helsing or yes. Van Helsing as general? Yes. I have like uh-huh. a Go one thought. It. I just felt oh, like... Yeah. Erica's turning point is not very clear. I wish that she has a stronger turning point, that that hone in, like the idea that, oh, you know, she learned her lesson or she realized something and she really needs to, what she needed is not what she wanted or something, like and learn to become a different person and come out the other side changed or something. Yeah, Yeah, but I feel like her change is not very impactful. Yeah, and then also I feel like if we wanted to drive home the idea that a monster and a human can be together and their love, their true, genuine love can fight all evils in the world or something, then the final battle against Kraken should have something to do with Van Helsing and um, Dracula team together and fight. But like, yeah. there is nothing like that. So yeah, I just feel like that's missed opportunity. L- let me let me pitch an idea. Let me l- We can all work on this. W- I want to see either, um, what's her name? What's the daughter's name? Dracula's daughter? I already forgot. Maeve. 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 Either the kids or Maeve stumbles upon the plan and f- finds out that they're at least like a little bit evil or like know that there's something going on and now where Maeve says something to the effect of like that's my dad I'm not gonna let you like hurt my family and she's like holy shit Dracula all like all these monsters have families just like I do they all have all these connections just like I do and there's like a little bit of sympathy there I I just think that all everyone finding out the master plan at the very very end is kind of boring and leads to everyone having a 180 at that exact second where I think it should be like a little bit more tension and a little bit more back and forth like we were saying with uh, Erica like wanting to kill him but also just this didn't go anywhere no 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 the whole thing out. yeah no no, no, no. I agree with you. Know, you. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Or have the kids you. and, and the, they, Van Helsing's can't help but love the little adorable kids and the dog. Yeah. Something and, like that. Yeah. And also when Mavis finds out about Erica for some reason wants to kill her dad, yeah. she didn't know Erica was Van Helsing. Right. So like that kind of just take the wind, take the wind out of the sail. Like it's supposedly a storytelling a point where you find out the secret of the drama is that, oh, holy shit, she is Van Helsing and that's why she is trying to get close to the dad and that's why she's actually really trying to kill him. When she finds out about this, that's when it's like the pinnacle of the drama but she fi- she finds out that Erica seems to be trying to kill her dad but right. with no reason and she doesn't know why and she doesn't know who she is and then like it kind of gives her a reason to be suspicious of her without the other like force behind that suspicion yes. and that really takes the wind out of the sail and that just undercuts the drama a lot okay. so yeah I really wish that like you said if she finds out who she is then there could be a lot of like more a lot more tension going on so it seems like you have two choices here in terms of storytelling you can either not reveal to the audience who Erica is and then have Mavis's suspicion be sort of the center of that side of the plot where yes. we're seeing we're seeing that and looking at it from Mavis's perspective instead of just not liking her because of her relationship with her dad and like not wanting your dad to be happy that subplot didn't make any sense go ahead uh, you know there are kids who uh, you know when their parent one of their parents due to death or divorce starts dating again uh, you know feel a little threatened you know? I, but that's kind of just the reverse of the original 
Nolan where Dracula didn't want her dating and now she's just doing it to him so right. it's, it's basically the same thing yeah I mean you know and I'm not saying it's like the most original thing in the world okay. I'm just saying it okay. isn't it's unheard of okay I keep putting um, you off so I'm gonna zip my lips it's, I'm good going back and forth uh, keeps, keeps me paying attention keeps me dancing I think that you, you're you forced to choose because if you follow Mavis through that, then you're never spending any time seeing things from Erica's perspective. Uh, the You know, to see things from Erica's perspective, you have to understand where she's coming from. And ultimately throughout the movie, she's going to feel far less sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And uh, you would lose even what they had of watching her be conflicted, whether to love Dracula or kill him. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I wouldn't want to lose that. I wanted more of that. And to have the tension uh, built of, of Mavis wondering, you know, what what's this, what's going going on I don't know I don't trust this girl versus losing her going back and forth and and changing her mind on this mm-hmm. I don't agree with that trait I wouldn't want to do that mm. um, I feel like we could almost have it both ways if we cut some of the gags out I actually have an idea okay go ahead so so right now this movie is about Erica's uh, character development and her change of heart and how she learned her lesson and then like in turn she changed her uh, grand- great-grandfather's heart as well mm-hmm. so that's a really interesting character development that I like and I want to see more of it. but uh, Dracula doesn't necessarily have a character development no. the whole time he fell in love with this Erica lady without knowing who she is and then toward the end he found out about who she is at the very end but it doesn't really matter at that point because everybody was like fighting trying to like survive from the Kraken right. attack so who cares who she is anyways right yeah. so I almost wanted to see if Mavis find out about who Erica is and then she becomes his like conscious and then trying to like tell him hey look look this lady is trying to kill you because she is Van Helsing's great-granddaughter and then so she becomes the opposition to his heart and then like so then that becomes a test for him so Dracula's see... torn between these like the two families yeah exactly That's Dracula perfect. needs to learn his lesson as well he needs to learn okay now I'm in love with this woman but now I learned her true identity so do I stop loving her because who she is or do I still want to pursue her you know simply because it's true love or something and then so, so you, there could be the question a zing yeah, and yeah. then no, but the thing is, I'm not saying you can only have one zin. I'm I'm saying like you need to uh, recognize your tr- uh, true feeling, and mm. if you wanted to, and if you think it's worth it, you should act upon it, right? So that's the that's the idea I think I like that, that he needs to learn, and so then that becomes uh, two struggles eventually will will meet. So basically, um, Erica would have his character change, and then uh, Dracula would have his character change, and they both have this conflicted feelings toward each other because they knew who they are, and but they also have the feeling toward each other and eventually if they reconcile with each other and then like recognize their love to each other and they realize that you know this is all just a big misunderstanding big like we totally don't have to be opposing each other we totally don't have to kill each other you know we recognize our love to each other and you know that's just it that's the so, lesson we both learned and then that's the finale like yeah. things go out of hand and suddenly they have to work together to stop the cracking yeah. or whatever it is like escape from Atlantis together yeah and then then Dracula can turn around and tell Mavis hey look you and and Johnny got together and I learned my lesson and now it's your turn to to like support me and my new love as well and that in turn kind of reminded the message from the first movie or whatever I think that's fucking awesome I, I, that's great Be, because you Thanks. have like a lot more theme to it the theme yeah. is a lot more coherent yeah whereas I, I don't know what they were trying to say and then and you can introduce all the drama and there's a lot more yeah there's a lot more drama and turmoil yeah. and like character conflict within that yeah I think that's great and then you can have all the little gags going on too if they, if they really want it yeah while that's going on yeah yeah I'm, I like that yeah yeah no I'll, I'll sign off on those changes. Yeah. One one other idea. Uh-huh. Um, 
as far as changing things and making the movie more interesting. Mm -hmm. So you got uh, the wolf couple. Yeah. They overhear Erica and Van Helsing's plans and they get tranquilized and they get thrown in the closet for the duration of the thing and they, they're out of the movie and they aren't brought back until the very end right. uh, for one gag where that, you know, they love the peace and quiet of solitary confinement. Yes. And, um, okay, so here's the thing. Those characters, they've never had anything to do. They were side characters in the first movie and now they even have less to they've do. They've never had anything to do. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're just a joke about, oh, they have too many puppies. Ha ha. How about this? Van Helsing doesn't, that's not who overhears. It's, and I think somebody suggested this earlier, the kids. Yeah. The kids. Have the kids be the ones over overhear them. And then the kids are being held hostage. They're being they're being separated. Fuck. I wrote that down. And they're and they're in the room with Van Helsing. Was yeah. this was this something you were I, saying? I, you I were wrote saying it down that... and I, I didn't say it out loud. But yes, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be great. Okay, yeah. Because and... there's even a scene where the kids and the dog the dog runs down yeah, and barks at the door and yeah. they're just like they just leave. Yeah, they that, just that leave. A, it, it seems like nowhere. they almost wanted to do what you were just suggesting yeah, and then yeah. they chickened out and didn't do it. Yeah. Like, so like have Van Helsing kidnap the kids and then eventually kind of be like, oh, they're kind of cute. Dude, I bet this was a plot that they started animating and then they cut it. I bet they did. Because yeah, because then Van Helsing can be spending time with these children and he's hunted monsters before, but he's never spent time with child monsters. And he, he wouldn't kill a kid. Yeah. So he wouldn't then, know what to do with them. So that's him softening as he's going there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so, okay. but, but the plan is carried on because the daughter and father Van Helsing's both want to like make each other proud. Mm -hmm. So even though they're mm -hmm. both kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this, they end up at the finale anyway. Yeah. Even though they have a change of heart. Oh man. So he okay. So here's our replacement for the music battle. Every, okay. So the thingy, the heirloom, the Van Helsing family heirloom that's actually an Atlantean artifact. Yeah. So here's what it actually does. It's you don't twist it open and there's a scroll of music inside. It's not a music battle at the end. He plugs it into his robot cyborg box. Body, yeah. And it like powers him up and then he becomes like it having psychic control over the Kraken that way. Oh, yeah. And then the Kraken like lifts him up and like, you know, shoves him up its nose or, what or whatever. Kraken, yeah. Or what if the Kraken is a mechanical, like because Van Helsing's whole family yeah. is all like technology and steampunk stuff. And then he maybe or, that thing is just a control thing that he can just pilot the Kraken. Yeah. What if the whole ship transforms into like a, a, a Kraken mech? That'd be something. <laughs> I mean, you you could do that, you know. I mean, there. We don't see the ship again. We don't need it. Have it transform. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. I mean, there or there not. is. I, don't care. I guess you guys are on the board with that. I I think that whether you're talking about the Pirates of the Caribbean or the original Clash of the Titans, a kraken has sort of always been depicted in American cinema as something that is summoned. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I mean, I see why they went where they did with uh, you know, summoned with sound you know whether it's a large drum or whatever so so I mean I kind see why of, they but he's already there when they walk in he's, right he's like right. singing to them yeah no which by the way that was so much fun when there's like this yes. let's do another monster and let's have it like 100 200 times the scale of the rest of these monsters and also let's make it just as cartoony yeah. like yes. that yeah. was yeah. Yeah. that's a really fun yeah. expression yeah tentacle yeah. sizes take a lot of liberties yeah, yeah. changing sizes like this. Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll see the entire like one tentacle destroying the entire bridge and sometimes it just one tentacle grabbing a little tiny bat flying. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the size yeah. changes drastically. Yeah. yeah. That didn't bother me, but I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I think we're, we're coming to something here. Whether, whether,
whether it's whether it's a mech or whether Van Helsing somehow magic mechanically becomes the Kraken's brain or whatever. But that's you know? what the artifacts should do. It yeah, should, it should just be music. Yeah, kind of... because okay, yeah. The reason that I think that he should be taking over the Kraken that's there is because that makes the magic artifact make more sense. Because if it's a mech, why does he need the artifact? Yeah, yeah, you're um, right. yeah. Psychically, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. or it's just like yeah. a control module yeah. for yeah. some yeah. ancient yeah. alien. Yeah, yeah. and then they think Van Helsing thing. is actually the final boss. That he is the final vi- villain that becomes transforming to like really big and scary and menacing and is going to destroy the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Van Helsing, uh, Erica and Dracula work together to disarm him. And then maybe at that time, presumably, if it goes with our idea of like the kids spend some time with Van Helsing when they were being kidnapped, yeah. like somehow the kids went up there and try to like try to defeat Van Helsing, and then like he got like he got reminded how cute they are, or, how like or the know, kids get put into danger and Van Helsing without even realizing just saves them. Yeah, yeah. And he's and like, like maybe he, I don't hate monsters after all. Got because you know how, how cute they are or whatever yeah, yeah and then so then everybody comes down to big happy family that seems like such a more coherent Focus, yeah. finale yeah. To, that's not what we ended up with no I, yeah. I definitely in my mind I see maybe you know everybody sort of battling and it's like almost a standstill because the Kraken's so powerful and then Dracula and Erica are fighting each other and maybe either one gets the opportunity to kill the other one and can't do it yeah you know? I, this, this is a good opportunity I've always wanted to see this but it, it's not doesn't happen very often which is like a fight dance where they're like still doing like the tango thing <laughs> yeah. but they're still like yeah. clanging swords and stuff oh and then that would yeah. be bringing back the uh, the booby traps yeah exactly yeah. like they almost kiss and then whooshing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be kind of funny yeah no and then at, at some point you know at some point one of them goes has has the other one dead to rights and says I can't do it yeah you know right and then and then the other one's like Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to kill you either. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be so, that'd be a cute one. Yeah. And then, and then she turns against Van Helsing with the rest of them. And she's like, I can't do it. You know, this is, this is crazy what we're doing. This is totally unnecessary. I've been spending all this time on this crusade. Everybody's been super nice to me. Like, (laughs) you know, this is ridiculous. And then Van Helsing's like, well, you know, I'll come kill you all. And then he's like bringing all the tentacles down at once. And then the kids pop up. And then he's like, ah, damn it. I can't do it either. You know? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, that's great. Yeah. I knew we could get there. Yeah, nah, nah. Isn't this, isn't this the fun thing when we're rewriting other people's movies? <laughs> that's what this podcast is about. That's right, because Nick and Lars and Rolene have notes. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a perfect place to end it, but do we have a trailer report? Oh, yeah. Unless we have other stuff to say. I, you know what, one other thing um, I gotta say. Oh, I have something. Um, as great as the ending that we just came up with is, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the movie. Afterwards, Dracula and Erica are sneaking through the hotel and you think, oh my gosh, these two are going to make out. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But then right. Dracula proposes oh, to Erica no. on the roof. That was not good. And I'm just like, you know what? Oh, if I man. wanted to see a marriage proposal out of nowhere at all, I would watch Hayao Miyazaki's Whisper of the Heart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also, like, the whole after he proposed, Erica seems really hesitant. I don't really know why. Yeah, that's right. so she, crazy. She got tongue tied for no reason. She's yeah. never done yeah. that before. Yeah, yeah. she's I'm... like, it's not that I don't want to, it's just that this is so cheesy and not earned. Yeah. <laughs> and they've known each other for a week. Yeah, it's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. That is, like you said, it's not earned and it doesn't, doesn't feel. Yeah, good. like, even Disney is moving away from these good. animated movie endings. Yeah. You know, like don't, yeah. So don't, don't do it. It's, you know, it's the, we don't, we don't do this anymore. This is not how we, very old fashioned. Yeah. We don't end animated movies this way now. Right. They didn't even, yeah, you're right. They didn't even end it with a dance party, which is the traditional way to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they waste the dance party during their (laughs) finale, which could have been a fight. 
I also yeah. forgot to mention, I should have mentioned this like top of the episode, but I really don't like Erica's design. I think they could have designed her better. Oh, yes, I agree with you. Okay, thank you. Wow, I, I, I liked it. She has yeah. like a weird chin. Yes. I, I didn't, she has like really puffy cheek. Face, like, yeah, yeah. Like puffy under jaw. It, she just doesn't look very good to me. I, I, I think she looks good, you know? I, I don't, I, she's not, she's not like, you know, if you were going to say, I want to design a character that's just like total babe, just like super 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 hot then like you wouldn't land on her design but like i feel like for her to be a match with dracula like just a little bit uh you know for her to be a little bit goofy i don't I, know I, I, I think you could make her goofy but still come up with something better than with uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, she she doesn't appear appealing to me i i think which isn't a, to say it's super hot she doesn't have to be super hot yeah i just feel like her eyes and face shape combo just doesn't work and then also she is this ambiguous character where in the beginning she appears to be like maybe a little bit evil and really bad ass this like all white pantsuit yeah uh, but then later on in the movie she's going to soften and eventually change her heart and become a good person mm-hmm. but i feel like her design doesn't allow her to make this transition comfortably and so i totally believe that she can be this evil or badass woman but i wouldn't i can't see her being this like nice lady yeah because of her design i so. i think costume change probably could have come a little bit yeah she did that. have that the flowery dress in the middle like when she right. went on a mm-hmm. fake date but i'm him, saying but... like when she's in the Submersible spying. Maybe yeah. she puts on something black and a little evil. Well, I think they wanted to go with the white theme for her, which yeah, is fine so. to me. That's fine. But... Something I noticed when they were doing the booby trap dance sequence was that uh, Dracula was dressed in all black and she was dressed in all white. Yeah. Oh, that's it, a duality. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's a real yeah. yin and yang thing there. Yeah. So I, I, plus she's a captain. I think her being dressed all in white completely works. Yeah. Okay. Um, I take know. it back. Yeah. All right. Plus I just it, think it's her face that's like, it, yeah, she's got a yeah. butter face. Right, <laughs> which is fine by itself. I think they just could have taken another pass at it. Yeah. I think her face is as attractive as Dracula's face is. Maybe. I'm not sure about that little chin. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. If she didn't have that little chin, she'd just be like Ma- Mavis's shaped head. It's yeah, another thing you want to be... distinguish her. Uh, yeah, I don't know. On the, on the, on the subject of uh, female character designs... I think it's, uh, you know, a shame that uh, at the beginning of the movie, Dracula isn't secure enough in his masculinity to uh, hang out with a woman who's uh, physically stronger than he is. Hmm. Talking about Lady Frankenstein on the dance floor at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, Drac just is, uh, is he, you know. He's old he's, uh, he's, you know, hundreds of years old. So I yeah. guess, you know, he just is not comfortable. Who knows? Maybe we can chuck it up to personality incompatibility. Yeah. Where he, yeah. he he thinks she is too over the top or too fiery for his. Uh, she did yeah, come on a little like, strong. Yeah, for yeah. for his chill and laid back. Right. Yeah, I felt like I she deserved a mention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Do we have anything else? I'm to not say? a stuff to say. If you, if you have to assign a score to this, what would you give it? Oh, I'll give it a solid seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Six. Six. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I give the first one a six. I give this one a seven. <laughs> so it's better than the first one. I haven't seen the first one in a while. Okay. The second one was definitely it's definitely better than the second one. I'm not sure about the first. Okay. Uh, okay. So you're giving it a seven, but you're saying it's it's better than previous entries. I think it's an improvement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Six point yeah. five. <laughs> All for the animation. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Because as much as we can complain about the story, the story definitely wasn't the focus of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about the goofs. Design. And I think the goofs were great. Yeah. 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 And honestly, when you guys were talking about like, I want more scenes of the drama, I was just like, honestly, my thought was like, the people who wrote this movie can't handle that. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I, I understand why they made yeah. the movie that they made. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm talking the ideal world, and I think that more stakes would have made the jokes even funnier. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, I, I went into this movie with uh, expectations finely tuned to exactly what was being served up. Mm. You know, I've seen the first two Hotel Transylvania movies. I've thought about them more than the average person has. Maybe <laughs> not in this room, but, you know, in the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I expected a whole lot of gags. And actually, I believe I said before the movie, since it's the third movie, I expect even less story and even more gags. That was my expectations going in. It's, yeah. You know? It's and, a summer vacation story. Like, right. What are you really right. expecting? Yeah. So, yeah. So then when we got kind of, you know, this little parable about overcoming your prejudices, as they all do, honestly, I thought there was going to be no parable in this movie. I yeah. thought that was going to be glossed over. So that was a pleasant surprise for me. I came out of this movie with more story than I thought I was going to get. And I was thinking like 10 out of 10. But this is season two, Lars. Yeah. And I am I need to be more critical of these movies. And we've come up with stuff. We've come up with some story points that are maybe a little better. Maybe. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, which means that there was room for improvement in this movie. You mm -hmm. know, so after talking it over with you guys, being a more mature movie reviewer, you guys have talked me down to a 9 out of 10. <laughs> Lars. Like, here's the thing, man. Like... When I was watching it, okay. I would, I was, if you would ask me midway through a laugh, I would have said ten out of ten. This movie's perfect because it's a lot of, it's super fun. I was laughing the yeah. entire time, and I, I was just having a great time. But when you step out of the theater, you gotta be a little bit more critical. So I'm glad you went all the way down to nine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And the Thank thing you. is, like a lot of movie, we're giving really high scores is because they have a message that like makes us feel really good about life, about hope, and mm -hmm. everything. And then so it's a feeling that lingers. But this movie, I have to say, some of the jokes works, but then it doesn't really have a lingering feeling oh it's very forgettable yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's just i just feel like I, I i don't feel like wanting to be a better person because of this movie i don't feel like you know life is more full of hope because of this movie <laughs> like i just don't really have a whole lot of feeling toward and it and a little bit more turmoil and themes about family could have gone a long way yeah you yeah walked out of like it. it's no coco it's no yeah coco had <laughs> such a great oh message. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. yeah well coco's like a amazing amazing movie yeah, yeah. yeah. but i mean we're not talking oh, yeah. about coco we didn't coco even review coco I don't think I would have that much to I say. think we all would get the 10 out of 10, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ah, well, you know. Um, but yeah, for this Hotel Transylvania 3, I got more story than I bargained for. I got better messaging than I bargained for. They they managed to not offend me with their Zing stuff. And they actually improved it. They yeah. actually redeemed some of their Zing stuff from previous movies. And I was laughing the whole time. And, and you know, yeah, they're, no. I, I uh, for me, it was a lot better but you guys are right coming out of the movie you know yeah like it's not a super lasting feeling you know I'm, the last last thing they left us on was this cheesy proposal yeah so right but yeah but no i stand i stand by my number stand okay. by my number <laughs> nine, huh? yeah right. yeah um which was you know what, what where are we at seven nine and six point five mm -hmm. yeah what does that make Raleen, you've been doing math more than we have 
very, very Jeez, nice. Wow. Wait a minute, that can't 22. be right. 22.5. Are you writing 9 plus 7 is so, 16 so, plus 6.5. So then we would divide by 3 to get Oh, 7. divided 5. by 3. Oh, okay. 7.5. Oh. All right. Okay, rad. So 7.5 7. on the average for Hotel Transylvania, 3 from this review podcast. I've been, right. I've been trying to look up the medic. Oh, here we go. 54 and 6.1. Right. So <laughs> the critics are a little less forgiving than we are, but yeah. Yeah. users are closer at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, critics, they, they tend to, to, you know. They thrive on yeah. criticizing people. People. Oh, so mean. Like, Who would do such a thing? <laughs> like now, I'm gonna defend the movie a little bit. Like, what's not to like about it? Yeah. Why would you give it a 53? It's yeah. better than that. I like that the Invisible Man and Invisible Woman do a take to the camera at the end. Yeah, You're like, oh man, yeah. that's only funny once, but they did it one time, and it was right at the end. It was great. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess we we finished reviewing that movie. Does that mean that it's time for the trailer report? Next trailer report. Oh right. So we got Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet here, and this trailer did not raise my spirits very high mm. I don't think they learned anything from the emoji movie <laughs> or Ready Player One or whatever yeah. because there's product placement all over it the princess scene was not effective mm. that like hot take on princesses Disney mm. no one's ever talked about that before except mm. when he did Enchanted which is a really good movie mm. I just think that whole the whole internet thing is treading on thin ice yeah. like because like when when she says I wanted to go to a website that's super nuts and crazy then I'm like all oh, there are a million ways yeah, that can go horribly friend mm-hmm. yeah and then he says i only found one thing and it's the disney website and it's like good wow, lord it's, disney. Great it's job, a guys. disney movie that's a commercial for everything but especially disney that's yeah that was upsetting there was not a lot of creativity in that yeah. unlike the first one which was pretty yeah. at least that's i loved the first one because in the first one when you have all these video game character cameos you're paying to get all those characters you're licensing you know zangief and you know yeah. all these characters like in this you're not paying to use Qbert. You're getting paid to put Google on there yeah. in a master shot in big letters, oh you know? God. There's yeah. nothing that upsets me more than seeing fucking like Amazon or whatever. Or, yeah, Twitter. You know, just in the back. Yeah. 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 There's nothing oh, that takes me man. out of the movie quicker. Yeah. I mean, that becomes a little bit of a tone deaf in today's society when social media becomes so toxic and they're promoting this whole thing. So it seems it's, a little, It comes across very dangerous. cynical. It comes across yeah. like unnecessarily money grabbing. You could do a knockoff brand and it could be a funny internet joke but to do a real product just takes all the air out of it yeah all right uh we'll see i guess maybe it's a really good story but it seems like it's just trending towards funny gags yeah which i hope it isn't just that i, I hope it's good i'm still gonna go watch it <laughs> <laughs> I too. yeah uh the next one was i believe called wonderland with jack black as a warlock no that's oh no the, the house with the clock in the walls house yeah yeah the, you're thinking of uh, Wonder is Park animated. is the animated, yeah. Oh, I just wrote Wonderland colon Y. <laughs> and then that's the only note I took for it, so I just yeah. melted into yeah. this one. What it's, was Wonderland again? Wonder Park. So, so Wonder the Park. movie's called Wonder Park, and it's about a theme park called Wonderland. That was confusing in yeah. the trailer. Right. Like, the, welcome to Wonderland, kids, and then it's called Wonder Park. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was the right. really weird animated one with no story. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Also, if it is already animated, anything could happen. Because in animated world, we have a different expectation. We have different rules going in mm-hmm. so how can this animated world be any more wonderful than any other animated movie you, mm-hmm. you could do the spirited away thing and keep it really grounded and then go crazy with it yeah it's it, harder in cg it yeah. does look like super boring spirited away yeah you know like if a really yeah. unimaginative person watched spirited away it's what like, if what a kid if found a theme park? park yeah, yeah. there's not a whole mm-hmm. lot that's pretty thin yeah. um yeah. we'll just let's blow past that one <laughs> i'm not let's talk about jack black as a warlock 
Oh, man. It looked okay. The CG was pretty bad, but... It's the kind of movie, like, I've seen trailers for that one before, and I would really like to see it if it was free, but MoviePass apparently, like, mm. doesn't let us see movies anymore, um, or at least, you know, today for Hotel Transylvania 3. The only showtime, which I know is incorrect, at our local theater was for 3 a.m., so... They are purposely making it hard for people to use it now. Yeah, for, the, today's the first time... reasons, right? Yeah. Today's yeah. the first time in a long time that we paid yeah. for a movie ticket. Mm. Yeah, probably... Kind of, while still bummer. having movie pass, yeah, technically, technically, you know, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, but I but heard back not to well. Jack Black as a warlock. Yeah. Yes, Jack Black is a warlock. I, seems, I don't know. It seems so much CG that like any it and just bad becomes CG like too. and then and then and then and then kind of story. It's probably not going to be mm. good. Yeah. Okay, let's move past it. <laughs> uh, I think Smallfoot is ill-advised. I already saw a trailer for it. Oh and yeah. It's just it just seems like some executive came up with it and said, "All right, let's get a director. Let's get some people to animate it. Got this great idea." It's yeah. Warner Animation Group, right? I think it's so. People who brought us storks? No way. Warner? Maybe. Uh, it yeah. looked like Hotel Transylvania designs. Right. I don't think it's Sony. I, no. I, it does yeah, look right. like it looks like Sony, but it may not be. Yeah, like their eyes are even taller, if anything. But yes, yeah. they would fit in. Did Sony do Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yes. yes. Okay, it looks like yeah. those designs too. Yeah, I, I think Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, amazing movie, sort of started the trend of a more cartoony which design. I am super happy with. Oh yeah, no, it's great. Um, we got oh Alpha, which I don't know, it, it could be good. It's like that Stone Age one about the first man and dog. Yeah. It, the, yeah. the trailer looked awful, but I, yeah. I just read a book about the Stone Age and the evolution of man and I thought it was really interesting so uh, I would like to see a story set in ancient mm. prehistory yeah. it just didn't look like a very good movie yeah I think I'd just rather watch Oscar nominated short film Adam and a Dog again that's right yeah. <laughs> yeah that was really good I'll just yeah. watch that right yeah there. just watch that one cool <laughs> yeah. uh, they're making another Goosebumps yeah Goosebumps 2 it's for kids but... dude where did they find like teenage actors who look like they're just pulled right out of the 90s I don't know like, like... outfits <laughs> yeah I guess it is the house Outfits, maybe the, the haircuts. Yeah, the they don't look like they're from the real world. Yeah, the beginning of the trailer reminds me of it. Mm. Uh, that mm -hmm. part of it when they went into the haunted house. Mm. It's almost exactly like that. The yeah. vibe and everything. Yeah, yeah. I wish they'd stop beating around the bush and coming up with all these sorts of R.L. Stein stuff stuff together and just do an Escape from Horrorland movie. Have you guys read that? Mm -hmm. no. It's so good. It's just like a haunted theme park that has all sorts of spooky ghouls. I had it. It was an interactive game too oh, wow. for the PC, which was like one of the first games I ever played, and it has a special place in my heart. And I want to see a movie based on it. There's like a slide you go down. It was a choose your own adventure book too. Oh. And you like uh, you slide down a slide forever, and it's just like a trap. I don't know. There's all sorts of cool creative stuff you could do with it. I read yeah. one or two choose your own adventure Goosebumps books. They're the best. It's so funny because Goosebumps books, they're like real. Any Goosebumps book would be like a real horror movie for children. Um, it's it's goofy and campy, but it's spooky too. Yeah, it has a, like it's very whimsical. Some of them are more spooky than others. You know, they're definitely not leaning into that with. The movies no they're going goofy yeah the movies are going super goofy and and it's funny because the first movie it seemed like well we're not we're, this is the only one of these we're ever going to do so let's get every single goosebumps movie monster in here and, and now they're, they're getting two, now too. they're getting a sequel so it's like oh that again i want to see like a focused rl stein reimagined is like super scary yeah, that be yeah. Cool? it would be it 
it would be. I read so many Goosebumps books when I was a kid. My The one that I thought was the most scary was the very first Goosebumps book, and maybe that was because that was the first one I read, and so the youngest I ever was when I read one. Which one was that? Uh, Welcome to Dead House. Okay. The, yeah. the, the, just a haunted house style It's story. just, they're just ghosts. Just some some people are dead. Sweet. Short yeah. and sweet to the point. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember, I think, like, number 19 had, like, some mud monsters, and the mud mm-hmm. monsters appear for, like, half of one paragraph, very toward the very <laughs> end of the book, and the rest of the thing is, like, people pranking each other, and, like... That's what all those young you know, adult books were like. It's these two guys, and they're at a summer camp, and they're trying to get the better of this one girl who pranks them successfully, and they always fail to prank her, and their final prank is ruined because the mud monsters they've been talking about for the whole book show up, and they go, ah, and they run away, and then that last prank failed, too. The end of book. Uh, it's, like, the most anticlimactic thing. Like, it feels like a rip-off when you're reading it. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it's not a good idea to it's be a- adapting these Goosebumps books. <laughs> well, maybe just not that one. Maybe not that one. Okay. <laughs> Although these aren't even adaptations. These are like, hey, we took all of these monsters out of these books right. and threw them into a slurry and then just spray them over the audience. It's more of a Jumanji style, you know, throw everything together. Which, it's it's something. I assume the first movie wasn't very good, but I was going to say there's a potential of it being interesting, but mm. probably not. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't watch the first one. No. I think our notes for a Goosebumps movie is like pick one story and make a scary story spare I, I think trying kids. to mix mash them is not I think that's not as smart yeah movie. yeah it's like a parody you know it's like what if Goosebumps <laughs> what if yeah. what if Arl Stein yep <laughs> Alright, that's all I had to say about that. Okay. Yeah, is that all the trailers? I think so, yeah. I yeah. think we ended up having a pretty nice finale to Hotel Transylvania 3 that I think was a pretty good improvement. What do you guys yeah. think? I think I definitely yeah. hope that this is the finale and that they don't make any more. Right. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, really need to see any more Hotel yeah. Transylvania. Yeah. No, Stop. I don't yeah. think so. Maybe let, maybe let Andy Tartakovsky make some of the movies he wanted to make. Yeah. 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 That'd be something. That'd be nice. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, what's our next episode? I think... Might just be Teen Titans go it to the movies. Teen... Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it'll be a special episode for reasons that we'll reveal during that episode. Yes. So yeah. Um, but yeah. See you guys later. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah. We're we're gonna start season two, so expect a lot more. And and remember, we lava you. We do lava you. Goodbye, oh, everyone. Wow. <laughs> I still remember that. <laughs>